Hey, it's Lula Mendesin, and welcome to this Neiman podcast. Uh, before we continue, I'd just like to thank like the people that have been downloading the episodes. Uh, really appreciated. Like uh, at least I know that I'm not talking alone. <laughs> so like, uh, if you've been downloading downloading the episodes, like it's really appreciated. So yeah, man. Like today, I wanted to talk about something that's close to home. Um, it's a topic that many people will relate to. Is the whole um, you know, illegal immigrants or foreigners or whatever you might wanna call it, but. A lot of people seem to have a problem with, uh, you know, foreign nationals and everyone, any immigrant or rather illegal immigrant that wants to come into the country. Everyone has a problem with that and rightfully so. Uh, the only debate is uh, how we handle the situation. Uh, I mean, uh, how do we do it? Do we deport all the foreign nationals, all the immigrants or do we close out the border, you know, build the wall? Uh, what do we really do? We do, do we legalize everyone, just everyone just come into the country, or how do we do it? So there's one individual in South Africa, right, uh, in my country, South Africa. Uh, his name is Ntantalax. Basically, Ntantalax is an activist. Uh, he's also an, uh, I think he's, he can drive aeroplane. I think he also owns a company that uh, does aviation. So basically, uh, he might probably own an airport or something like that <laughs> so he's into aviation flying and all of that so he has a company he's worth uh, one million dollars which means it's probably what like 15 million rands so he's well off he's, he's a businessman he's been uh, on social media driving mclaren driving really really nice cars but uh, that was in the past like the past year but now he's like an activist and you know when you're an activist you have to look poor you know <laughs> they can't see you driving in a mclaren so right now uh, if you go into uh, every media space he looks like an activist uh, the other time he was wearing like a military gear so he's he's for the people you get what i mean so now and uh, that's who he is as an activist so basically, he's been doing a lot of activism, and his uh, activism is basically uh, getting rid of illegal immigrants. So uh, he doesn't want any of that, uh, which is really understandable, because uh, if you're in a country and a lot of Im illegal immigrants are the ones that are committing the crime, it's like, <laughs> what the hell, you know? You're dealing with your own criminals, and there are also illegal immigrants that are coming into the country and doing the crime. And you, it's more offensive, basically. So he's, uh, you know, going through out communities. If maybe you don't have an ID or documentation or whatever, uh, you know, they'll probably have police to deport you. Like, I don't get the real full story. Because uh, basically, if he does that, it has to do with the police and has to follow procedure which is basically pushing the police to do their job. Because, but most of the clips that I've seen is him basically going to, you know, random people on the street, people who are selling fruits on the street, and then, you know, they'll chase those people away. Sometimes they don't even look for documentation because in that chaos, they won't go through each person and look for documentation. So basically that's kind of like a gray area towards his activism. So, but anyway, so... Basically, he had his start, uh, there were like riots uh, last year, um, you know, with the whole Jacob Zuma riot thing. 
So basically, uh, many malls were being looted. So Maponya was one of the malls that uh, people wanted to loot. Maponya Mall, it's in Soweto. So Ntlantalax, uh, he went there with these people. They protected the mall. So that's how he got his rise to fame. So basically, that's his philosophy. Uh, also, he does a lot of activism around the community, you know, getting the community electricity. If maybe there's a lot of crime in the community, he'll also handle that. So basically, that's what he does. I haven't seen really any evidence online or anything like that, but um, many people have testified, you know, saying that they have been, he has been in their communities and is really helping out. So you can't really, I can't really knock on the guy for actually helping in the community. So the only problem that I have uh, with uh, Ntantalax is the methods uh, that he's using to actually... Um, get to get rid of the illegal immigrants because now he's going through uh he he says he goes through houses and actually claim if they're actually drug dealers because he believes that most drug dealers that we have in south africa uh, are illegal immigrants you get what i mean so he says that he goes through the communities and actually checks for who's legal and who's not which raises a couple of questions because if he actually does that it means when he goes to the, those communities, he has to uh, get a search warrant, right? Because you can't just go into someone's house and actually uh, do all of that. So another thing, if he goes through uh, every person and asks for documentation, who is he? Uh, he claims that he goes to those places with the police. If he like actually checks for people's documentation, he actually goes with police. Now... Uh, that's a bit uh, dodgy in a way because if he actually does that with the police, what happens when the he he doesn't go there with the police? Do the police actually do a follow up? Uh, do the police actually look for illegal immigrants only when they're with Tantalax, or do only do it when he's there? So which is kind of counterproductive. You get what I mean? My point is, if maybe you want to do something like this, you need to find like um. A good method, you get what I mean, like a, a legal method in a way. Actually, speak to your mayor or maybe your councillor or whatever, or even start a political party that they can actually tackle uh, the issue head on. Because you know what the problem is when you start saying uh, illegal immigrants, people who are ex actually xenophobic, they don't really get the message of illegal. Everyone who's an immigrant to them is actually uh, the enemy. So that's why you find. Uh, when someone talks about, oh, man, we need to get to uh, rid of illegal foreigners, blah, 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 blah. And they don't actually go through the legal means and actually having legislature passed, it becomes a problem. Because if right now they're saying, okay, we are going to work with Border Patrol and make sure that uh, Border Patrol is strong and all of that, uh, whether they maybe use their influence or money, uh, you know, get rid of the corruption at the border, making sure that people that actually come into the country are not illegal immigrants. They're actually legitimate people who actually want to do something productive. You get what I mean? So, now, if actually goes through the, you know, process, going to, uh, you know, these politicians, talking to them, telling them, okay, the situation is like this. Because uh, in South Africa, there is a huge problem. A lot of gruesome crime, a lot of crime that people have been seeing, it's a lot of, uh, you know, illegal immigrants, which is more frustrating. So he needs to go through the normal route because what has happened already, uh, there was a story yesterday in Dupslut. 
there were like uh, seven South Africans that passed away, that died uh, through the hands of uh, immigrants, right? So from there, there was a couple of vigilante groups that went out and killed uh, one Zim guy. So the people that did the crime, they were Zim and they, they killed like seven South Africans. Now, if those guys just went and find, found like a random Zim guy and killed him, so he had nothing to do with the crime. So that's where the problem is. So if Antlantalax goes around and uh, says, oh, no, you know, immigrants must leave and he goes to the streets and actually, you know, hypes out people to actually uh, follow him while they don't really understand 100% the full message. Because that's the problem with, you know, going out and, you know, doing all of this vigilante, you know, if you are a vigilante, that's what actually happened. So uh, one random person died and that's what happened in 2008. If the people actually take uh, the law into their own hands and say, okay, we don't want foreigners anymore, we don't want illegal immigrants, and they actually go out and search for illegal immigrants, that's where the problem is. Even Tlatelax, uh, the way he's doing his method, actually going and confronting these illegal immigrants, even if he's doing with the police, which I doubt that he's doing these uh, raids or rather confrontation with the police, they still need to arrest the people, they need to check their paper, which is really hard work. That's what I'm saying. His method is sort of like a shortcut. He's doing it the simple way, but just by confronting people and actually looking for documentation. If he actually went through the mayors and councillors, yeah, he would see that the method is actually uh, extremely difficult and extremely complicated. Because now, foreigners, not all of them are bad, like illegal immigrants, rather. Because you can't just br uh, paint them with the same brush. You can't just say all of them are bad, Some all of them are horrible. They're acting negative. They, you know, they're adding negativity to the country, crime, prostitution, and uh, you know, human trafficking, drugs, and all of that. So you have to check their paperwork, right? If each and every person, you have to check their paperwork. You have to check if they've actually did any crime. So if they have like a criminal record, what do you do then? Do you actually kill them or or what? You know, that's the problem. So now. Another thing that I've noticed is that um, there's xenophobia in most cases is directed towards, you know, uh, not the xenophobia, rather, uh, the message of Ntantalax. He's saying that we don't want any illegal immigrants. But funny enough, the only illegal immigrants he focuses on is black illegal immigrants because I haven't... Uh, seeing this guy going maybe to this uh, Chinatown because there are a lot of places like <laughs> China Mall or whatever where they can actually do this. They can actually say, oh, okay, where is the documentation? Why are you selling here? Do you have any paper? Because there are places like in China Mall and all of that where we do have like some illegal immigrants. Even if we don't have them, they should actually check. But they don't do that, which is quite concerning because like if... He only targets uh, black immigrants. What about Chinese, uh, white immigrants, and all of that? Which, it kind of roused me the wrong way. Because he, he should have the same message for every immigrant, right? It shouldn't be only black people. Because he's targeting like people around Soweto and all of that. What, what about other immigrants? Because, yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyways, that's his choice, you know. But it's kind of concerning, you know, as a black person, if you're targeting 
uh, other black people. It's kind of weird. You get what I mean? Because now, the reason I don't like this whole thing of uh, actually confronting people with this uh, immigration and all that, and you do protest on the street and saying that, you know, illegal foreigners or immigrants should go out of the country and all of that. The problem with that is um, uh, it has like a ripple effect in a way. Because back in 2008, there were like real xenophobic attacks. Like, <laughs> like I think like uh, 23 people died. You know, not to like uh, make a joke out of it. It was like a really terrible thing. 23 people died. And you know what's the funny thing? Seven of them were South African. So now how the whole thing started. Okay, we don't want any people from Zimbabwe. Like we don't want any Nigerians, Ghanaians and all of that. So that was the message. We don't want any foreigners, right? In fact, that time they didn't say they don't want any illegal foreigners. So if you're a foreigner, they regard you as a foreigner, like, yo, <laughs> they would practically kill you. Like, they would kill you, like, literally, like, for no reason at all. You were not a criminal, you were a criminal, whatever. They would straight up kill you. They burned people alive. A lot of people were stabbed. Like, I remember a lot of people, like, you'd find, like, there's a place or a house where a lot of immigrants were renting out they, would ha they wouldn't even sleep they would wake up uh, you know some someone would ha have to guard and someone would have to sleep and all of that you know uh, taking turns guarding that no one attacks them so now there's a, there was a lot of chaos we don't want foreigners Ghanaians, and all of that so south africa is like um a place whereby there are many languages, there are many people. So some of the people that are living in South Africa, for example, the Tswana people, uh, some of the Tsonga people, um, the Sutu people. So these three ethnicities, right, they actually have countries around where they come from, they originate for, from, right? So Tsongas, uh, they originate from Mozambique, uh, Sutus from Lesotho, and uh, Tswana's from Botswana. So now... They were talking, so, okay, like, even uh, Sutus and Tswanas and Tsongas, they don't belong in South Africa, right? <laughs> so that was the whole thing, because it went from uh, Ghanaians, Nigerians, and Zimbabweans and whatever, and went from, oh, wait, wait a minute, they're like, so we do have people that are from South Africa, but they have their own original countries, so we should actually attack them as well. So now that's the reason that seven South African died, because now they were basically attacking everyone who's like, we can actually trace where they are from. Because most uh, Tsongas, uh, you know, Sutus and Tswanas, most of their ancestors have been in South Africa, you know, since forever. You get what I mean? So now, who's originally from South Africa? Now, that begs the question, like, are the Zulu originally from South Africa? Because we can also trace where they are from. The only people we can't really trace where they are from in South Africa are the Khoisan. But the rest of the people, like, we can actually trace where they are from. So, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, it's pretty stupid. Like, uh, having, like, you know, xenophobia or against, like, your fellow South African is pretty retarded or it's pretty stupid. You get what I mean? So, but I get that his message is not really pushing xenophobia. He's saying that he doesn't uh, care for illegal immigrants. And uh, unfortunately, most South Africans, they might not interpret that message the way he says uh he's presenting it I, even i don't believe that he's just you know uh giving us a message that a lot of people you know won't dispute it because like if he's saying all immigrants 
then obviously people will start having a question like uh, if you mean even legal people who have paperwork because that's what the that's what uh, he was pushing the original message that's what he was pushing he said all immigrants blah 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 but he noticed oh no man <laughs> if i say all immigrants a lot of people have immigrant parents and some of them do have their paperwork so yeah that's the whole thing like because this story is quite like it's unraveling and uh, i have been doing and my research on him, because um, he says he grew up in Soweto, which is true. He went to a multiracial, uh, multiracial school, but most of the time his accent is more of a guy who, uh, you know, went to a public school in the in Soweto, you know, in the Lokshin or rather in the township. But anyways, he changed his accent. You know, I guess it fits his message, but. Yeah, whatever <laughs> so a person has the right to uh, you know change his accent if they want to so but anyways um yeah it's the podcast today this is the episode it's quite different i know yeah but it's really nice I i'm gonna do a follow-up to this story i'm gonna do uh, more episodes on tantalax uh, i wanted to do a, a reaction to uh, one of the um, you know podcast episode he was on uh, it was basically you know, avoiding a question because, like, when they asked him, okay, uh, okay, rather, let, let me just play the clip for you. Let me rather play the clip. I, I hope you can hear it. Uh, he was just asking, uh, this other person was asking, it was on Twitter space. She was asking, okay, like, I have a problem at work. Uh, you know, we feel like we are just a number, we are not important, and all of that. You know, white people uh, hold the senior positions, and black people don't have, like, you know, any good positions in the company or promotions or whatever i wanted to know and i wanted to ask um so i work a lot in the private industry especially in engineering and i've noticed that you know when they say apartheid has been privatized it's quite obvious in the engineering space especially as a young black female i worked for one of the international engineering companies and i must say that we are stifled. We are simply a BEE number. Sure. And you feel it in the experience that we receive when we are working within these companies. So now I want to know from you, how do we begin to move in a way where we we able to position ourselves well and know our rights as young people within companies like this so that we're not taken advantage of? Yeah. Look, uh, that's a brilliant question. You, know? you must also understand that it doesn't matter what type of mindset you have. If the environment does not complement the mindset, you're just going to be a person that's suffering depression, which is borderline what's what's going on with our young people. So, okay, first of all, it's not really answering the question because uh, she's talking about like BE. Basically, uh, BE, it's, a, it's basically affirmative action. So the affirmative action... So these engineering companies, most of them like they are run by you know white people, like but like hardcore white people, most of them, if not all. So uh, most of the black people they hire, they hire them in form of quotas, you know, like they are trying to meet the quota. At least have like five people, uh, five black people there. So Ntlantla likes is not really answering the question. So but anyways, now we need to make sure we change the environment in these white spaces. We need to make sure that. We help those understand that those that employ us understand, be it black, white, doesn't matter because because uh, capital doesn't have color, even though it's true that most of the people 
that are behind capital are, are white people. Mutebe, Mutebe, if you work for Mutebe or any of these companies, is that still white monopoly capital? So we need to make sure that capital, regardless of where its background or what's its background, understands that its company policies can't be greater than the, than the country's laws and, and the constitution. It's exactly what's happening with, with an example like illegal foreigners. They're saying that who's, who's employing these illegal foreigners? South African companies. Now, the South African companies are employing the illegal foreigners because they are undermining the country's laws. The labor law says that you can't employ people that are undocumented because how you do you then reason with SARS and everything else that you need to reason with in terms of law? You can't. But we have leadership in government, in, in uh, political leaders that have allowed the <laughs> Okay, so uh, he's basically talking about that most companies, or not most companies rather, let, let me just say some companies. Some companies hire like uh, illegal immigrants, right? And then they pay them less, obviously. And and at that time, there won't be any paper trail. But he's saying that he's blaming the government for that. But <laughs> the private companies are not really run by the government. But anyways, so but uh, luckily there was a brother here who didn't want him to get away, you know, from that question. Uh, so what do we do if you know what most white people are having better positions because um in most companies by the way in south africa even if you are earning the same i mean like even if you have the same qualification uh same company uh same number of years same number of experience like in a company a white person will earn more than you that's the experience we have in south africa no politician will touch that issue Literally no one. People even avoid that that issue exists. But that's the way it is. So the brother that's coming on right now, he's going to, you know, uh, confront Tlantalax and tell him, no, don't avoid that question <laughs> that their sister asked. So what about, you know, how uh, white people are dominating everything? Are we going to avoid that issue and only tackle the issue of, you know, uh, immigrants illegal immigrants so but anyways let's hear what he has to uh, say let's roll the film in south africa sure. because we understand that at the end of the day in south africa we may chase all the foreigners but we are still having a problem with the with the white system that sure. is, is making sure that uh, black people in south africa they remain poor sure so we cannot run away from so Tantla Lux is asking which white system <laughs> which okay like if like how can you ask that question which white system like you see that that's why I'm saying that he mostly avoids questions that have to do with uh you know uh the power the white power structure so i'm not saying he sold out but is pretty suspicious i'm not saying he sold out quite yet that's what i'm saying that i, I want to do like a thorough documentary on tantalax and really find out what's really going on you get what i mean because you kind of avoid that question because a true revolutionary will be like yeah man we just want better jobs we want <laughs> but anyways i can't dictate how he answers questions but let's just uh, hear what he has to say 
Uh, you can, you can, you cannot run away, my brother. That uh, at the current moment, white people as a minority are owning the means of production in South Africa, whether you like it or not. That is a white system on its own. Because yes. if if us as the majority, we don't, we are not dominated in terms of economy, and the economy is still dominated by uh, white people or minority. That that is a white system on its own. So how do you define how do you define domination? Domination mm. is whereby how do you define domination? So like okay, obviously you can tell that uh is running away from, from the question, but yeah, that's how it is. Because a lot of people right now, like the, the message that he's pushing, uh, the message that he's pushing is pretty powerful. And a lot of, a lot of people that are following, following for the message. And his message is pretty powerful, I have to admit as well. I just agree on his methods. And I kind of think maybe he has sold out. Someone is actually pushing him to push this message. That's my theory anyways. At the moment, I don't have like 100% uh, evidence on that. It's just a serious accusation you can call it <laughs> so but anyways um a lot of people they say that uh, you know is in tantalax is you know already he's been captured and all of that so his message i don't really agree with it but uh the kind of activism it does in the township is actually a good thing if it's actually helping people to get electricity uh, you know getting rid of uh you know uh, crime decreasing crime and all of that uh, even though uh, he says he's doing it under the arm of the law, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so it's, it's a good thing. I just don't agree with the methods that he's using and the message that he's pushing to get rid of uh, illegal immigrants. It's a very dangerous message because already one innocent Zim person has already died and it's still going to get worse. And uh, as the news come out and as the you know everything is happening, I'll keep you updated because trust me, some crazy things will start happening. So just uh, look, be at the lookout on the news. I'll also do like as many episodes as possible, even at random. Even if something happens at that moment, I'll just uh, take my mic and make sure that I bring you a good episode. So, but for now, it's the Snayman Podcast. Sharp, sharp.